0: marvel cinematic university podcast the podcast where we normally go through marvel cinematic universe movies though we do have one coming out in may may 1st black widow which we got a trailer for so we'll discuss that we'll discuss a number of things because we haven't been on for a while i'm one of your co-hosts Santa Decants on the third along with me uh my two pals my two buddies my two faves uh jake christie the producer of this show how you doing
1: I'm doing well. Uh, You know, excited to be back on the show, as I always say.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And we also have one Jerome Chang with us. Jerome, how are you? I'm
2: doing great. Very excited to be back, too. Uh, Let's get right into it.
0: So, Black Widow, we got a trailer, a new one for it yesterday. Um, Final
1: trailer.
0: Final trailer, that is correct. Final length, uh, long trailer. And um, there were a lot of interesting things about it. We got a little bit more of kind of what the story of this movie is gonna be, which I was very intrigued. Of course, I'm very happy to see Taskmaster, and um, a number of uh, good action scenes and stuff like that. But let's just get to the reactions real quick. Jerome, how did you, how did you feel about the, this latest trailer?
2: Um, honestly, it like it does a great job of building on, uh, making it look like a really enjoyable movie. I can't wait to see it i'm really excited like i said on the previous ones about seeing taskmaster it just looks like such a fun villain to have mm-hmm. which is which is a great pod to talk about fun villains mm-hmm. but we'll get and into it's the, also, to that also later. ironic
1: that a tax taskmaster is a fun villain because taskmasters nice. in real life suck Sorry i mean pardon. in
2: that sense the way that they suck also could make them great villains just in the most of ways yeah um but yeah no no everything uh looks really fun about it uh I do enjoy the tone. Um, I'm excited to see some of the more of the family dynamic. Um, but no, they gave you a good amount more without I hoping revealing
1: everything. Can't wait to see yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much fair to say. How how about you,
1: Jake? Now before I forget, I cause this is the I have a lot to say about the trail. Not a lot to say, but I have other things to say. David Harbour and Rachel Vice are supposed to be like adoptive, like figurative parents, right? Because okay. I assume that they're not it's actually supposed be. to be Blackwater's parents because Rachel Vice is you know like 15 years older than Scarlett Johansson uh mm-hmm. and the thing is the only reason I'm not a Hermes sure about it is because Hollywood has been known to like Sean Connery for example is Indiana Jones's dad and he's like eight years older than Harrison Ford so it wouldn't be the first mm-hmm. time that Hollywood did that but I just want to make sure that that's the case but anyway um the thing that, that makes me most more part- sense yeah. too but uh yes yeah, because Sean Connery also looks old for his age and yeah. Harrison Ford oh, no,
2: more just in the sense of, like, your oh. uh, what you're saying about um, the dynamic, like, the fina- family dynamic here. Like, it makes more sense that way as being adoptive just because yeah. I, I don't think it's, like, a family of spies, or at least... Yes, exactly. Like, yeah,
1: like, and, and I think the thing, too, is that I think that if anything, like, it, I think that that would just... Audiences would probably be like, what the fuck? Because even, uh, you know, audiences could tell uh, that... That's insulting to um, Rachel Vice. Anyway, uh, the thing I'm excited about for the movie that they showed in this trailer is that I'm excited for, um, like, the buddy cop, like, inter-sister scenes Mm -hmm. with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh, because they seem to have really good chemistry. Um, And I think that Black Widow is uh, an interesting character when she has someone who is like lighter than her because she's such a dark character yeah. uh to play off of um and i think that to make the movie not just like a super downer because black widow is you know by her nature the darkest character and like the, the character with the most demons in the avengers that to have someone else who's quippy and making jokes with her i think will uh prevent it from being just a drag which it could be because you know Yeah, I don't know. You 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 guys know. Like it it could be. Like a a a movie about, you know, Black Widow trying to stop like young girls from getting brainwashed could easily be a downer. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of
0: course. Yeah, and I think um I think I think what what stood out to me was uh the way that they're using Taskmaster is basically they're saying that he's in charge of the Red Room or really uh, a big part of that and I thought it was so cool and I forget to, to credit the guy on Twitter who pointed it out and, and put the photos. Uh, basically, we've seen now in all three of these trailers with uh, Taskmaster um, basically him copying Captain America, copying Falcon, copying Spider Man, and copying Black Panther. So I'm very, very fascinated to see how this character. Do uses we count
2: copying Hawkeye these... with the bow and arrow?
0: Oh, yeah, count that too. Count that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another one that was in there. So I. I think he's just, and I and I don't want to belabor the point because I have mentioned this before, but um, it's just I really hope he doesn't die. I I would like to see this villain survive and continue on because I think there's just so there's just so much to a villain like that with such a rich rich background and a rich story. So uh, I'm
2: very well curious before. To see okay, how so host. you say that AC, and. In the current crop of MCU characters, uh, where does he have a connection?
0: Um. Well, that's a thing. Like,
2: Is Zemo one of them?
0: Pretend, I mean, potentially. It, see, this is the thing. Like, You've seen Taskmaster, Taskmaster deal with Spider-Man. You've seen him deal with Iron Man. You've seen him deal with pretty much all of the Avengers in some type of form. So, like, I wonder if it's just one of those things, the reason why he's able to, or or at least has had those abilities, is just like we saw in the trailer that he was able to watch that film of Black Widow from Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right, right. So, like, it, it's one I of just, those things.
2: I, like, more in the sense of, like, if you venture to guess that they, there is something pre-existing that we just haven't been privy to yet, like, which characters would you say could there be something pre-existing already? Not necessarily in the sense of that he just watches them from afar, but he might have had actual connections with.
0: Okay, so you bring up, so this is a, like a really valid and good point by you because now you have my wheels turning as far as who exactly would make like the most sense. Like Witcher
2: Soldier, does that overlap at all?
0: Um, it could because the 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 character who's who's playing Taskmaster has a connection a Black Widow from there. Their shield days so mm-hmm. so there could be something along that way so I'm, I'm very so i'm very curious to see if that's if that's how the way that they go
2: yeah it. well just also because like if you do want this character to continue on um just because we obviously know what happens with black widow we I think you do need that connection, because otherwise, Taskmaster just shows up and it's like, uh, like Taskmaster can't show up later on and be like, you guys didn't see Black Widow? I know her. Like, <laughs> you know? So... Yeah,
0: I think that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. fair. I'm very,
2: yeah, I think, I mean, with that... I, I mean, there's, there's Ross, there, like, who appears no. in this movie. Well, uh, okay, so...
0: So, uh, I can't remember if we got to talk about... No, we didn't. So... It was found out, and we can kind of just lump this in with it. The news that uh, Ross will be playing a playing the Red Hulk um, at some point. Um, right. I think I believe in She-Hulk in the She-Hulk series. So with that in mind, there has to be something nefarious going on, and we already know that uh, Ross is in this movie. So I think it's very possible that we could see something along those lines play uh, as an over as an overlapping uh, part of this whole thing. So, so yeah, I mean, this it's a lot of speculation. We don't really know for sure. But I think one of the things that, and I was thinking about this earlier as I watched the trailer again, um, I'm really kind of excited for this self-contained story. And I think we've talked about this on this podcast in general before about...
2: Can I throw a random yeah. Ross possibility? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I don't know, just hit me right. Ra- like, Ross is responsible for the Accords. Um... We know how that all pans out. We know he doesn't have a lot of cooperation on it. The end of the uh, like the actual crop of superheroes, like maybe, maybe Ross provides all the intel that helps Taskmaster kind of become this copycat in some ways. Like maybe there's a tandem that goes that way. Cause I don't know that Ross is necessarily like, is he an ally? He could be an ally, knowing that, like who he is and who he's affiliated with. Um, I don't know, just random <laughs> things like that.
0: I mean, I think, so, like, there's been a lot of hinting, and I guess maybe we'll see more of it in this movie, of the Mm -hmm. direction of Ross uh, leading towards uh, the Thunderbolts or or even Dark Avengers, which was a storyline in the comic books um, after Secret Invasion, uh, where the squirrels invaded the Earth. And they pretended that they were superheroes and then the government didn't trust Tony Stark anymore. So they put Norman Osborn in charge, which is like eh, not really a great thing to do. But that's what happened. Right. And the team of supervillains uh, became the new Avengers uh, or the Dark Avengers in this case. So I think there's a good chance that this movie will kind of kick off uh, that story and those seeds being sown. So, I mean, if that if, if that's the case, then um if they if they do things as Kevin Feige is known to do and really map these things out, then we're in for some pretty interesting stuff over the next couple of years for sure.
2: There's no government presence right now, if you think about it, coming off of uh, Far From Home because Fury's not technically there. True. Um, Shield is at least like post blip; like it doesn't seem like it exists at all. Like there's no intel. I feel like there's an open space that can be filled. And maybe that kind of applies to some of what may be building on the side but anyway we're going pretty long into this this could be good for like a pre-pod later on we got a lot to go through for
0: sure for sure and and one thing i'll add before we we move on is that you mentioned the whole government angle uh that will probably be heavily into the wandavision series as we see sword uh make its make its first appearance and we'll kind of see what uh what's happening with the space shield as per se, but mm-hmm. uh, we have other things that we want to get to. Jake, um, I was curious. Did you want to do news first, or did you want to get to the villains?
1: Let's do news, so then we can finish up with villains, and then well, and okay. then the secret other thing that we're going to get into.
0: Okay, <laughs> right. the, the secret other thing at the end that I that I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to unveiling. But um, in terms of news, this actually happened not too long ago, a few hours ago. So we found out that um, no no real surprise that Mark Ruffalo. Uh, will be signing on to be Bruce Banner once again in the She-Hulk series, which is really cool because Bruce Banner is uh, Jennifer Walter's cousin, uh, the She-Hulk, and that that should be really fun. So, uh, Jake, what do you think?
1: I mean, I am excited to see Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk again, particularly in a TV series. You can see some more of it. I am interested in how they're going to explore the Professor Hulk stuff. I think that if... I assume that Kevin Feige is smarter than I am about this, so I think that he knows that they have to do something with Professor Hulk to make it interesting again, Mm -hmm. so I'm interested that we'll be able to see that, because if if he was just going to sporadically appear in big team-up movies rather than having anything where he can have like some time to have an arc then i'd be afraid he would just be professor hulk for the rest of his time in the mcu but yeah. if we get to see him go through stuff um that's exciting and it's also exciting to know that you know mark ruffalo still wants to do it because you say it's obvious it's you know obvious that he'd want to come back and that is obvious because we know how mark ruffalo feels about playing the hulk but it really isn't a given that you know an actor in his it early never 50s is. would and want to it, yeah, spend right. another you know like three months in mocap like it's yeah, like they, you know we, can't, we <laughs> take that for granted but yeah. like the th- I always I hammer it a lot because I think if we don't talk about it enough like these Definitely. a lot of these actors especially with Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo we were both cast in their 40s like they're getting old to do mm-hmm. this so it's not a given that they're going to keep wanting to do it
0: yeah it keeps the consistency for sure and I think oh, that's yeah. one of the things that's made the MCU so good uh, yeah, that you're, uh, a you. A lot of times
1: when you're introduced to something new, you have a bridge with something you already know, and I think that that's a uh, really helpful thing. I apologize for interrupting.
0: Oh no, problem. One hundred percent. All all good on this uh, on this way. Uh, Jerome, how about you?
2: Um, everyone knows how much of a fan I am of Hulk, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Professor Hulk. But to Jake's point, um, the idea of maybe having uh either like it going more in depth or adding a new layer to it. Uh, while Jake was saying that I was thinking about the Hulk as a character in MCU and I don't know if there's any character in MCU that goes through so many different iterations uh, from film to film whether it's changing the actor entirely uh, whether it's um, (laughs) like the Hulk's uh, showing up in Avengers and then showing up in Age of Ultron been in Age of Ultron kind of being a little more aware a little having um, that element added and then there's ragnarok hulk where it's only hulk and he can speak now but like at a very elementary level and then now being uh professor hulk is just uh i don't know any character that goes through so many drastic changes that uh well like i don't know that I, i i think it's safe to say that professor hulk won't necessarily be the final iteration of the hulk that we get and uh even the way you describe it to um like if you follow any of the comics like the hulk just there's so many versions of a Hulk. yeah um yeah, and then absolutely. i think especially if we're introducing something like a red hulk uh is a professor hulk really the right amount to mm-hmm. combat that even like along with a she-hulk of
1: course but uh you because what if pitch pitch kevin if you're listening uh <laughs> professor hulk realizes that Professor Hulk is not big and strong enough to take on Red Hulk, so he needs to go. go full Hulk again. But, he, mm-hmm. but um, does that mean that he gives up ever being Banner again? We have to I find out. If I could offer
2: uh, just like a quick guideline, essentially we can treat Professor Hulk as Rocky and Rocky Three and Red Hulk and Mr. T. <laughs> so what he needs to do is rediscover his Eye of the Tiger through the help mm-hmm. of one, I don't know who the Apollo Creed is in this situation, Jake, if you have any ideas.
1: Jason, or- um, uh, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen any of the other Rockies except for the first one. So okay, I, there you I, go. I think maybe yeah, like... Not, I, I, I do, not, not a big boxing movie Thor? guy, so maybe, I, I apologize. Oh, yeah. Thor I would like probably Thor, be the right answer. Valery?
2: kind of just like write it and be like we miss you man and you used to be cool and then he like becomes mm. the hulk that we all love or the one mm. that at least jerome loves and assumes everyone else feels on the it. same it's funny I, I mean think, jerome
1: i know you love hulk and i love bruce banner so i think that that's you know i just want the dichotomy again you know, i just love watching mark ruffalo rub his hands anxiously all the time like that's like that's my shit that, that's <laughs> the thing when i say i
2: love hulk it it includes the fact that i love Having Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner... Be, like, neurotic... I, I watched Ragnarok again recently, and oh my gosh. Neurotic Bruce Banner
1: is yeah. one of my It's, like, it's crazy that, like, to, to cast... This is why I love the casting of Mark Ruffalo so much. Because Mark Ruffalo, if you watch any of his movies... From like the, the, uh geez, my microphone fell. But many of his movies from the mid 2000s, mm-hmm. he is just is like the most neurotic, like in <laughs> his own head. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so crazy that they, and I think that that is what makes his energy as Bruce Banner work so well. So that's what I miss about mm-hmm. Bruce Banner. For anyway, we could, we'll we we'll be talking about this until we see the Hulk again. So let's move on. Uh, is there yeah, any other newsy notes, Bob's? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the main the, the main thing, and we'll, we'll close out on this front for now because there's plenty of other pots to do these things, but uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, two items about this movie. Number one, Christian Bale is playing the villain in the movie. We do not know who the villain Better is. Better Ray. Yet, so. Better Ray Bill. I mean, the, uh, well, that's the thing. Better Ray Bill is kind of like not really a bad guy, so... So it's just like, uh, yeah, I wish wish he could have
2: been him. That would have been really cool, but um, he's going to be... Okay, one thing about Thor films, like, especially by the time of Ragnarok, I get that Hela is the villain, but at this point, like, when I rewatched it, Hela is the adversary that it... But, like, not necessarily the villain of the film. Like, the villain is really just, like, Thor's growth as a person, so Mm -hmm. maybe it's just facing... Uh, some like I don't know that Thor films necessarily need like an actual adversary as much as like some character to introduce the throw a wrench in the system, uh, and move things along. But well, well granted, I
1: would say, yeah, yeah, Go no, just granted, issue.
2: it is a superhero film. Mm-hmm. Like you do need, I guess, a traditional villain. But Ragnarok is mm-hmm. one of those examples where it was almost like it, the traditional villain wasn't really the threat of it. If that I makes think-
0: sense. I think this is a great point that you make because I I think of what this Thor movie is taking its story from and it's the Jason Aaron run of Thor where Jane Foster becomes Thor and kind of Mm. in that whole series, the villain isn't really, um, I wouldn't say it's like Present, present, yeah, it's there, but it's not, like, a big deal. There are two stories going on. One of them is, obviously, Jane Foster, uh, struggling, right. with can- which is struggling with cancer, but also, at the same time, becoming Thor, the becoming a superhero and dealing with all of that, and Thor not being exactly uh, who he was at the time. So, I, I, th- I think you make a great point there, and I think that's kind of what they're probably going to go for, because there's so many characters in this movie um, that we have to we kind of have to delve into so uh james fox yes christian bale
2: is in a thor movie that's ridiculous and amazing
0: yeah so how he plays a part in it is really interesting and i know uh, jake you're you're into this hollywood stuff uh Mm -hmm. 100 so i know this is how i I like being used that
1: way uh yeah it does (laughs) make me happy especially because i'm really i'm genuinely curious to because either Christian Bale being on a Taika Waititi film is the best yes. thing that would happen, or it will destroy the entire set, because Taika's films are famously, like, the most fun places to be, and Christian Bale is famously a miserable person to be around. <laughs> um, <laughs> so i think he'll probably have fun with it because it seems like also as he's gotten older he's had more fun with stuff and like he didn't really get he was fine on the big short and stuff like that but right. it is what well, i'm wondering how like the one of the more intense method type actors in hollywood is going to be on taika's set where they like improvise 80 percent of the lines it's exciting to see um and also, yeah i think that christian bale is just such a yeah, heavy I'm, I'm a, cgi yeah.
2: film to like yeah to
1: be method
2: in a suit with a green screen around i mean you. he
1: did play batman so i think that he he only could take himself so seriously right um, and that's also why i'm happy that he's just playing a he's playing a villain of some kind because because he already has the batman baggage i don't want him to be playing another like really important character i like him coming in like when you got like a great actor a like second that former who, batman
2: in the mcu now
1: that is true yeah just to come that. in just take a big swing and then come out you know i'm excited to see that
2: yeah, for sure. Um,
0: I'm looking forward to that. And then, of course, the other item there, the which honestly should not be too big of a surprise, but it's a nice little nugget to get. The Guardians of the Galaxy will be appearing in Thor Love and Thunder. If I, I would just say I'm going to guess this is right at the beginning of the film and it probably won't be like too huge of a part of it. But it'll be nice to see that dynamic mm-hmm. uh, I mean, once
2: more. has got to get dropped off somewhere, right?
0: Yeah, that is correct. Mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to do that uh, Apollo Creed uh, training uh, montage
2: to get uh, mm-hmm. get back in shape. Maybe it's yeah, yeah. That that could be the move there. I, I think we can treat this entire series or this entire phase as everyone's going to have a Rocky Three moment. So uh, let's just do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah sounds, exactly. Sounds like,
0: sounds, yeah, sounds like a plan for sure. Um, okay, Jake, uh, we've we've had this survey uh that mm. we put out a couple of weeks ago about the three what was it the three best villains in the world? Finally,
1: okay uh yeah so what it is is Wait, that well, i, I, wanted...
0: I
2: kind of want ac to run through his like because oh. like it started with that it started with a uh a tweet from ac uh, oh. in terms of just kind of breaking down his favorite villains and we kind of just like mm. built up on top of that yeah you're right
0: yeah um yeah i was just i had just th- thought about it one day and um and I had what had happened was I had watched Spider Man Far From Home once again and mm-hmm. just was entranced by Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. It's mm-hmm. just so the, the most amazing part of that performance is you you knew that he was bad, but he still made it feel awful at the same time, mm-hmm. even though you yeah. knew it was gonna happen. And mm-hmm. I think there's there's a special quality in a performance like that, um, that that makes you really like fall more entranced in, in with with uh with that particular villain um it's a rare quality that you see in a superhero film so i had kind of went off that is like oh, what it's 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 basically my we need to appreciate lebron more uh, mm-hmm. uh tweet uh as far as mysterio was concerned but um
2: well so the irony of that one is like when i asked you uh in our group chat like why like isn't a person like Loki and low-key in there and i'm like to me, that was that we need to appreciate LeBron more because we've grown tired of Loki and now he's not even getting acknowledged in this group of like greatest hey, games. I don't
1: know about that, Jerome. I think he's being acknowledged fine. Oh
2: no, no. no. Sorry, sorry. In the context of like AC's list in that moment. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I was about to
1: say, like overall I'm like, I, like yeah,
2: I got some results in front of me. I I think No he's no fine. no no. Yeah, obviously for that. But no no, that's what I meant. Like, and that's kinda of like what spurned it yeah. because I asked and then we kind of just like started I, I
1: I think part of it is because I don't want to speak for AC, but I've mm-hmm. always been generally lower on Loki than the average MCU fan. So I think mm-hmm. that you might – I think you might just be in a group with two people who are not uh, as big of Loki appreciators as the average MCU fan.
2: And yeah. I, you know what? The thing is I'm also in that same boat. But I think for me it was just in that moment of like if you were going to put out a poll where you determine who are the top ones, mm-hmm. that poll has to at least include that name. Whether you feel that way or not about them, but like their singular importance as a villain, like they were the one true villain for such a long time. I I, I will benchmark for every other one to compare to in the grander scope. Like, whether you feel that way about them, like if you looked at any MCU discussion about um, villains being compared, like for Mm -hmm. the longest time, it was like, is it as good as Loki?
0: In all, yeah. type, in, in, all truth, in all truth, it was the most scolded that I had ever felt from Jerome in our group yes, chat. Which is crazy because it was the Which nicest crazy scolding, it was,
2: it was yeah, the nicest scolding
1: that I've ever That's gotten in my life. From I, was here,
2: I was just here for like fairness in a poll. Like it was more of like it was a poll principle over like yeah. villain principle. Exactly. It was about <laughs> ethics and gaming <laughs> journalism. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, but let's yeah. get to this. So um, Jake, thankfully, uh, had put out a Google Doc for us.
1: Yep. Um, All right. So um, I put out a Google Doc that asked, what what do you think is the best villain, the second best villain, the third best villain? Because I didn't want to just ask like a one question thing, because then if. Because I wanted people – I wanted to have a distinct top one, two, three, and I was afraid if I just asked one, like, who's the best villain, then that wouldn't be a, as accurate a result because there are a lot of people – because it might be someone who's considered the second-best villain by everybody, but the mm-hmm. first-best villain by nobody, and I didn't want them to get put to the wayside. So I did it like Heisman voting where there are three spots. Uh, if you get a third-place vote, you get one point. Second-place vote, two points. First-place vote, three points, okay? And so I'm going to start off. These are all the people who only got one third-place vote, Okay. Uh, yes, yes Alexander Pierce okay that's a good pick Nebula eh. Winter Soldier
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay Hydra as a whole which like fuck off
2: that's um, no yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: that no uh, sorry and next one sorry AC someone voted for Trevor Slattery gave him one third place vote oh, point oh that's a troll Shame. for the record I didn't do that I, I just want to say now another do that. troll another troll is one person for a third place vote Jade Hoy <laughs> I
2: mean...
1: shout, out, shout out to Jade. Count the <laughs> Dings, producer Jade Hoy got a vote. Uh also receiving first uh, third place votes, Red Skull, okay, General okay. Ross okay. and Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, no. Are you
2: telling me like cause you you told us one appeared in the uh No, that's listing. in the worst.
1: That's in the worst. That's in the worst films. We'll get to that. I know what you're talking about. We'll get to it. Okay. okay? All right, so there and there were two that only received a t- one second place vote, so that's two points total, which were Joker and Magneto. Uh, thanks, guys. I'll give. And you know then the Magneto isn't. Yeah, I mean,
2: Magneto is loose. It obviously does not count in this one. Um, and then Joker. I don't know. Whatever.
1: Yeah, it's cool. And then two only got one first place vote. Doctor Doom and Harley Quinn. Thanks, guys. Those uh, so got three points each.
2: Yeah,
1: right. this is like the, now, MB,
0: go, is like the NBA um, All Star game where they, they, exactly. they where random uh, people
1: All right. would just so now we're them. getting to uh, ones that so actually got that you multiple to votes.
2: So does get one vote in this? Sorry,
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we actually uh, Google Docs are blocked in the country of Georgia, so no. Um, oh my god, that's deep cut NBA reference for you guys. Okay, mm-hmm. so these are the ones that actually got more than one vote with it for a total of four points. Coming in, let me actually, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Coming in eighth, Ultron with four points.
2: Okay, wait, how do we feel about Ultron as a villain? Let's let's pause for a quick moment.
1: Wait, do you see how many people consider Ultron a villain? No, no, how do we feel? How do we, know? how do we oh. feel about him? Yeah, yeah so okay. I already, I think he's, he's actually, I think he's pretty good. He's pretty good.
2: Better in retrospect. Better in retrospect. The movie also, I think it's a great watching.
1: performance. Not yeah. that like the character is not that interesting, but James Spader's performance is really, really good. Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. All, All right. On. And coming in seventh with six points is Vulture. Vulture Ooh.
2: was Vulture. <sighs> okay. It, that that's really Keaton kind of bringing, like making it a lot better than it should have been. Yeah. And also, I think I think also, um, it's the reveal. Oh my god, that's the best scene. That's probably my favorite scenes in the whole MCU. Yeah, I did. I, think, yeah. I think he's it's right up there. The reveal. and the, uh, the other thing that like kind of works against Vulture is, uh, Michael Keaton is as at his most menacing when he's just the dad and not
1: the actual yeah. Vulture. So right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. And coming in sixth with eight points, Mysterio. I like Mysterio. Ooh. We talked about him. I think he's great. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think that the the scene where he get gets uh what is it, Edna? Um,
0: uh Edith.
1: Edith. I knew it was an old lady name that was Ed. Anyway, when he gets Edith <laughs> The change he has once Peter Parker leaves the bar is, like, I think what I realized when you look at this, it's like, oh, the best villains are the ones where they cast good actors to play them. Like, it's pretty simple. Because, mm-hmm. like, the difference in writing, because obviously Mysterio is well-written, stuff like that. But a lot of these are, like, f- written just as good or bad as the other bad villains. The difference is it's like, oh, shit, you got Jake Hall, one of the best actors of the generation, playing the bar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think also... Thing, yeah
2: um he was one of the characters that while they changed elements to fit within the plot of the universe uh mm-hmm. he so he so perfectly felt like mysterio if that makes mm-hmm. sense like sure? especially yeah. if you're a big fan of the spider-man series yes. and uh comics like it felt like mysterio um in a realistic way and yeah i don't know there's just, like that one scene and you know the scene uh That alone should give him consideration. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. In fifth is Hella. She was
0: just fun.
1: So much fun. Yeah, I think that that is exclusive. In my opinion, that's exclusively a performance thing. Because she's not leaving the movie that much. It's just like Kate Blanchett is like, oh, wait, I can just jack up threes from 40 feet for 20 minutes in this movie? Good. Fine. And she hit most of them. That's the yeah.
0: thing. She yeah. hit most
2: of them. What a performance. I mean like it's yeah. it's uh it's easy to get by with charisma and you don't need to really have skill to get to an MVP. Is that is exactly? That yeah.
1: Uh-huh. In fourth place, I was a little surprised by this, but I also think I'm lower on this guy than most people, is yeah. Helmut Zemo with sixteen points. That's such a hipster mm. pick. That's such a hipster pick. Yeah. Mm. He got he got one first place vote. Six second place votes in one third place vote, which is bizarre. To get okay. six second place votes in one third place vote is weird.
0: So can I so can I say something and uh to give uh, Zemo a little credit? Two
1: sure.
2: things.
0: One, he survived the movie.
1: That two, true.
2: Two, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. two, he
0: did break up the Avengers. So how about yeah. that?
1: That is true. Now yeah. he did survive the movie because Black Panther stopped him from killing himself, but that's fine. Um <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, like, no, 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 but, like, AC makes such a good point about it, too. No, he, no,
1: I I that second point. The first point, though, is, like, I was going to take the coward's way out. Like, I, that's not...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, no, but more in the sense of what he does has a lasting presence, like, presence oh, for sure. throughout multiple films. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, when this first topic came up initially, I think that's where I started, like, really thinking about it in the same way, like, people argue over MVP. is just, like, there's such a wide criteria. Mm-hmm, Whether yeah. you see a best yeah. character or a best villain or any of those things where, yeah. like, even in the people that we've run through just now, like, we love Hela, who honestly is of no real significance to affecting yeah. the, the universe, but was just mm-hmm. had so much flair yeah. and was so unforgettable that you just yeah. love that character.
1: I think that, I think that the difference between comics and movies, though, in my opinion, is that I think that in the way I was looking at it more is that I think that in a movie, when you're determining, like, what's the best character, I think the most important thing, at least in my mind, and obviously people disagree with this, mm-hmm. is what, it, the, what it's like to watch them on screen. And yeah. I think that, uh, because so much of it is about what you actually see, um, I generally favor the flashier, more fun-to-watch villains. But anyway, I mean, it's fine. i, and, and uh, I tell him email, Shout out to him.
2: To add, like, any kind of, like, in that sense, the difference between, say, like, best character and best villain. I think when you say something like best villain, you have to if you really want to like start distinguishing, I think you need to include mm-hmm. like what level of villainy they had. Mm-hmm. Like how successful they were, what lasting effect it had. Um actually like Mysterio might be a uh, better regarded be in the future when we see what happens uh due to him revealing Peter's identity.
1: True? Oh, yeah. good point. Uh, all right, so now we're going to the top three, the podium, with the bronze medal. Mm. Mm-hmm. He wanted to jump into the ocean like his ancestors, Eric Killmonger Stevens with 22 mm. points. Okay. Okay,
2: so
0: it, what, 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 what what'd you think of Jerome? Because you, you, you said, okay, very terse. Well,
2: it's, it's the same thing there where I think it's like it was a really good character in a really good movie. But the level of villainy, again, like, it, it really is so specific to Wakanda in that particular family drama that, um.
1: I don't know. It, like, it's. But it, it, it you was, know what I would say, though? Cool. I, yeah. I would say, though, that, like. I guess when I think of, like, a good movie villain, mm-hmm. like, I think that. Uh like a mean teacher in like a childhood movie can be just as good of a villain as a mass murderer. You know what I mean? Like, I think sure. like it's sure. in context of the movie. Now, personally, I think Killmonger is a little bit overrated just because I think that people mistake like him being complicated for him being interesting in some ways. I think he is interesting, yeah, yeah. but I think he's more just complicated than he is interesting. Um, but I think that you need to take it in the context of the movie. And I think in the context of the movie, he really, in terms of just like upending everything about a movie he really completely – he takes over the whole fucking country. You know? Yeah, no, no, um, he's
2: great. Um, I think – okay, the only reason – and again, like, it's it's easy to say that, but we actually have a universe in this case. Yeah, you're right. So you That's can true. compare yes. it across the universe mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, comparing movie to movie. Because, like, of course, mm-hmm. like, if I'm comparing him in this to, like, the Joker in – like, I can only look at them objectively within the context sure. of their movie. Um. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I think but no no I'm I think Killmonger's good. I think I think he's a bit overrated personally. Um but I like I actually really do need to see Black Panther again to be honest cuz like yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, you know what's funny about that I've been meaning to rewatch that movie and I think one of the things that we want to talk about Killmonger is there's just something so personal about uh yeah. the about the feud uh that he brings to Wakanda and I think that's what
2: Makes... No villain I probably affects the hero as much as Killmonger affects Black Panther. That's, yeah, one hundred
0: percent. And in a way, kind of, for, and in a way, Killmonger's um his anger and the way that he tries to justify that anger kind of forces T'Challa to change. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what that's the thing that we forget about Black Panther. Black Panther a lot of times people want to make that movie about the politics of the movie but at the end of the day it's kind of like Thor it's about father's and sons and mm-hmm. and the and the relationship aspect of those things so mm-hmm. i think the personal weight and not necessarily agreeing with killmonger but un, uh being empathetic in a way uh yeah. to if you see th- what happened in that in that whole scenario mm-hmm. and uh something that he felt that was rightfully his even though he was wrong in the way that he went about it even T'Challa mm-hmm. sees that towards the end of the movie, and I think that's yeah. where you can make the case, because I think it had more of an emotional uh, impact, personally for me, that uh, would put him up there, if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. All
2: um, right. I will add one oh, point, no. though, to that. I don't know that Black Panther is that interesting outside of, of his own movie.
1: I, I agree with that. I think that I, I think that that's something they need to work on for the future. They movies. have
0: work to do. They, yeah, they I am, yeah. Have work I think
1: do. they need to get work done on that because, like, while everything is yeah. true about
2: that, again, it doesn't necessarily expand outside of the context of that one universe of that
1: movie. Yeah, very true. All right. So at number two, with thirty-one points, is Loki. Loki. Personally, I think that this board. is a this is a. Uh, a case of in my opinion of being a volume shooter but <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just yeah, in a lot but no uh, he's good he's good but yeah.
2: like he, he's like i don't know um i'm trying to figure out what like i can't say like i want to make a basketball comparison but like that like whatever basketball comparison i'm thinking of like will just i be think the better comparison the would
1: be would be like a baseball comparison, like a okay. Carlton Fisk, where it's like I'm going to play 25 years, and well, I'll, I'll end my career with the most home runs for a catcher because I played 25 years. But was I guess what are you gonna say? Oh, it, I think it was more the sense of like
2: Loki was our first good villain. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. in being the, but that doesn't make him the best villain. In that, but like because he was the first good villain, he was the benchmark that everyone compared to for the longest time, and. And then, like, when you look back, it's just, like, I don't know. It's, it's like, before people started dunking. I don't know. Or before. <laughs> um, but, no, but, like, it's just... saying <laughs> the George Mikan. Yeah, there um,
1: you go.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Jerome. But, like, no, but the thing, too, it's also, like, saying that diminishes him. Because at the top, he was a really good villain. But to Jake's point, like, he gets oversaturated. And then, like, it's kind of a mixed bag that happens afterward. But, like... On volume, quantity, and impact from the start. Like, it's the main villain of the Avengers. Like, the first Avengers film. That's Mm -hmm. huge.
0: So, okay. So, the the thing with Loki, and I think this will go back to the beginning of the conversation, where Jerome scolded me so kindly. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) As as kindly as I've ever been scolded. I just can't believe that I was ever scolded by Jerome in such a kind manner. (laughs) But nonetheless... Um, so the thing with Loki that I think in retrospect made me feel differently about uh, putting that tweet out as far as the villains are concerned sure. is the fact that there is a two things. One, there was always like this element where it was just a little too playful at times except for the original Thor, which they made all serious and stuff and then we got to the fun stuff later. And then I think sex- I think you yeah, should
2: at least extend that between the original Thor and First Avengers. Sure. True. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. I think yeah, he's that's... at least menacing throughout those two, up until like the very end where he gets like smacked by the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's also like like that's Joss Whedon's touch on the film as a whole. Right. Too. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. For sure. And and I just think like for me, w- once he made that turn, I guess it was just like you know I I, I can't look at you the same. He okay. wasn't who you mm-hmm. was when I met you. You know, right. you so changed. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And shout out to Ragnarok for like actually like having fun with that notion. Yeah, in the kind sure. of way of like like just Thor's whole speech at the end where he reverse betrays Loki and like mm-hmm. has the shocker on him and just like we go around in circles over and over again. Like that's honestly your mm-hmm. speech in a soliloquy in the film. Like, um I completely agree. Like for me, like Loki is not my favorite villain by any right, but for me at the same time is undeniable, like mm-hmm. as a, in the grander scheme of and, the cinematic. Okay. Universe.
1: So Loki is undeniable, but our winner with 76 points is inevitable Ooh. Thanos. Oh,
2: wow, what a segue! I up and Jake dunks
1: it. Oh, my goodness! Someone, I, I mean, this is an obvious, this like is obvious. That, that but, was Wade to LeBron, yeah, yeah, uh huh. Mm-hmm. This is obvious, but I think it's well deserved.
2: Yep.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this is an easy one. It was, it was the, it's the first villain that when you saw the trailer for, well, what? I think we've talked about this before. Like after the original Avengers, you guys probably didn't get the gravity, but I think when, I, oh, when go not back only and just,
2: Jake and I were like, oh, cool.
0: Yeah.
2: Like we're just like, yeah, but, oh yeah, there's this guy. He's purple. Grimace. <laughs>
0: when I saw him, I just. I just remember, if we're going there, that means we're going to some pretty serious stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think um, they did such a good job of making him loom throughout the the Infinity Saga. And then, I think just the trailers um, of Infinity War kind of gave you a little bit more of that inkling of how devastating he was going to be. And then he comes off the bat in Infinity War, kills Loki, mm-hmm. and beats the, beats the Hulk out of the Hulk.
2: Mm-hmm. And I... Mm-hmm. It ruins and, uh, character I th- for Jerome, so that's why he's my greatest villain.
0: <laughs> and then he kills poor Heimdall
2: on yeah. top of that. Rest and in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. He just was in a Marvel film. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> I know. Anyway. Uh, but, but, but yeah. Yeah, go, but go yeah. No, what I was going to say was um, continuing on. I think there's just so many moments you could point to. That Infinity War um his journey in that movie there were just so many good scenes taking the goat iron man suit and making it look like nothing Mm. um the quotables all of the quotables
1: i mean i just said i am inevitable
0: yeah i am inevitable um what you call it all that for a drop of blood you should have gone for the head
1: yeah (laughs) what is it i hope they remember you
0: uh, yeah. i, I, I hope they're oh my goodness and and then, that's like, the most insulting you can get... thing
1: you could say to someone but yeah. in like in a good way <laughs> yeah. it's like being kindly scolded for a poll you put out <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's too funny oh my goodness um so the so in endgame so we got to understand the endgame and that's the thing he makes a switch in infinity new war he's this cool calm collected this is what i wanted you to get to
2: yes thank you ac
0: these this cool calm collected character that systematically just runs through the avengers and just runs through them um we get to end game we still kind of get that at the end before thor kills them but then they go back in time and we see the bloodthirsty kind of thanos and they even mm-hmm. introduce him as such um when uh, nebula's back on the planet the it, the
2: it was very, Nebula. um like Infinity War Thanos is like LeBron returns to Cleveland, but like Endgame Thanos, that's Miami Cle- Lebron. Yeah. Like that's oh he's a motherfucker and he is just like going for blood and he, you know he like he's like the I'll do it myself person in that one and whoo oh he and is it's, yeah it's a perfect it's a per, it's a perfect
0: character flip and I thought I mean, you talk about poor. lines
2: I don't even know <laughs> yeah. who you are I
0: don't, I don't even know, know who you who are. are. Oh, my gosh. What he says to Captain America, just the way he said, I'm going to enjoy it very, very much. And I'm just like, wow, that's really, really, really great. And, and think about it. Like, all the Avengers went up against him. But that's so funny. I, I remember making the joke that um, a dude with a power suit and one-liners is what finished him off. <laughs> but at the same time, like it, it took so much to get him out of there. And I think... He kinda makes Infinity War and Endgame stand up um, as films because I mean it's he really his such job. a threat. Like it's yeah, his they, whole, yeah they're both it's his, his yeah. arc, right? Yeah. yeah, it's the yeah, it's the conclusion of his arc and um, it's so it's so hard to tell a story. You need to have not only uh, Josh Brolin uh, performing like that, but the character living up to everything that people like me Uh, Would think of with this character, and uh, just fans in general. Who is this guy? And and uh, you've been watching these movies for ten years, and he comes and really kind of um, yeah, it forced the reset. That's how much of a that's how much of a uh, a looming and yeah, in terms of villainy, no
2: one's touching him. He eliminated half the universe. (laughs) Exactly. Regarding Uh, Jake. Anything to add on Thanos?
1: Uh, I have nothing to add on to Thanos. Um, he's great. He's inevitable. Um, you guys said everything. I mean, I I could try to just bullshit my way through, but I'm not. Gonna, uh,
2: <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm just really happy that AC went
2: into the Endgame version of him mm-hmm. because it was such a brilliant and it wasn't like really in your face in how they, no. but like it was a young guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? like you felt his youth, you felt his like it just. Um, just in how he was going about it. Like, that was the, uh, was it irrational confidence? Of, yeah, like, the out-and-out out right arrogance. <laughs> the out-and-out out arrogance. Right? It was just pure arrogance. Like, there's arrogance in Infinity War Thanos, but that's arrogance with wisdom as well. Like, yes. but this one is just like, whew. It was, uh, it it was just fun. Like, it was just so fun to see that version out there um, going toe-to-toe with everyone, and, um, and, like, even, like, I just don't know that the older Thanos, like, not counting, obviously, the one that got, gets, like, his head cut off at the beginning of the film, but, um, having that kind of fight with Captain Marvel, where he's taking uh, her on, and, uh, he goes to the headbutt, and, like, you see like real emotion from like you see other emotion outside of like just stoic uh, confidence. like you see him like confused. you see him anxious and um, and yeah, it's just seeing all those layers and as you like that's the one reason why I'm like for the time jump is you get to see a pretty layered character in Thanos that way.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think they did a good job of just um, bookending his uh, his story in a, in a really good way. And, um, yeah, he's number one, and obviously everybody thought so.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. is there really so. Um, so, on, okay, go. On there? Okay, so, like... I was going go to go to the worst one quickly.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to do the worst one, and then we're going to get to this, the other thing. But I'm just going to go quickly through the worst one. Um, yep. These are the people receiving one vote. Uh, uh, Kaecilius from Doctor Strange. Uh, Loki. <laughs> Big man, Ultron. Ultron. for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Thanos got one worst villain vote, oh, uh, and then it. these are these are four dumb ones. There are quote probably someone from the Iron Man's uh, <laughs> Iron uh, man? Octopus guy, which I'm assuming is Doctor Octopus. Um, Even you someone voted for MC, uh, or someone voted for Apocalypse. Which I do agree, he's a terrible villain, but not in a you. And then, and then also receiving one vote. And I think that this is actually the worst villain. Tony's Daddy Issues. I yeah, love that's that one. Fair. All right. Yeah. So Honestly, in Tony's Daddy place, Issues, like if we're going like with metaphorical villains,
2: is responsible for so much in this.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So in fifth place, now if someone voted for two at once. So I gave each of them 0.5 points. Whoever that was, don't do that. But okay. with 1.5 points is Aldrich Killian. With oh, uh, yeah. two points uh, in fourth place is Mandarin. With <clears throat> 2.5 points in third place, the third worst villain is Ego, the, the Living Planet. <laughs> in nice. second place, with three points, is Anton Vanko slash Whiplash. Oh, very
0: forgettable. And
1: in first place, think about it. Second place got three points. In first place, with 14 points is Malekith from Thor The Dark World. Oh, Malekith.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, elves. Gotta love elves as being, like, terrible villains. Also, I, I don't know if this is an indictment on the Ant-Man series that, like, they just don't get mentioned at all.
1: Mm. I think yeah, Darren great. Cross is just is very forgettable. It's and I forgettable. Think that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also you can make the argument that in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the really only villain is walter goggins walton goggins character because ghost is not really a bad person per se she's kind of but i think that that's what i I would say that that's what makes that movie different is that it's less hero versus villain um it
2: very much is yeah
1: but anyway uh that was fun guys and for more fun fun. uh i'm gonna move on to the next thing this is the secret super secret thing and when i say super (laughs) secret i mean it's not secret it's gonna be in the description of this episode probably but Everyone does a March Madness bracket around this time. Everyone. And we at Marvel Cinematic University are no different. So it's coming to I'm going to post it I think on Wednesday when this comes out and the voting will start next Monday is the Marvel Cinematic University character bracket. 64 characters
2: in four different regions.
1: Yes I put it together so if you have any problems with the seating uh let me, it's it, it's my fault, but don't yell at me. Wait, wait,
2: um, but AC and I both
1: approved it, so it's all mm-hmm. of my fault. Okay, good. Okay, now uh, there are the four regions are the Iron Man region, the Captain Wreck region, the Hulk region, and the Thor region, because they're the number one seeds. And yes. I'm gonna quickly go through some ma- the matches. And if you guys have any thoughts about this, the matchup, let me know. Um, just you guys. Well, I'm only doing this just to preview, guys, because there's some these there are some fun ones in here. And I didn't really I didn't I set actually, them up I'm on purpose. Up right now, I have it here. I didn't uh, set any matchups up on purpose. I just ranked them. Uh, I divided them into one through sixteen seeds, and then I randomly matched them up. Anyway, nice. Uh, the first match is number one seed Tony Stark versus number sixteen seed Wong. <laughs> gonna be a yeah, close it's, one. It's gonna, yeah. <laughs> uh, number then next. In the Stark region is number eight seed, uh, Agent I Peggy make a Carter. Can just for Wong. Sorry. Uh, just, when the, when want, it comes you want out, to vote for Wong. Like, yeah, yeah. When it
2: comes out, uh, or well, like if you're listening now, vote for Wong to make it to the next round, so he finally shows up. Continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next is number eight seed, uh, Peggy Carter versus number nine seed Vision. Uh, that's Ooh, that's gonna be a close one, I think. One. Because um, I, I, I think that that's a a I think Peggy's gonna win. I think what I was gonna say is I think it's a mix, it, it's a matchup of someone who's beloved and someone who's in it a lot. Anyway, number five next in the Stark region is number five seed Agent Coulson versus number twelve seed Odin. Mm. Uh, then number now. number four. You okay? Keep your predictions to yourself, uh, Dick Vitale. Uh, <laughs> number I got the number prediction, four, baby. Number four seed Star Lord versus number 13 seed Mbaku. That one's a. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, number six seed Doctor Strange versus 11 seed Ned. It's a fun Stark? one. Uh, no, Ned. <laughs> uh, 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 Peter Parker. In with
0: the You Don't Get the Show, Jake. Yeah. You, get, you have to get a You Don't Get the Show.
1: That's fair. I wasn't really paying attention. Uh honestly, the reason I no, you know why I got confused? Because there's a people named Stark. That's why I wasn't <laughs> that's thinking of Game fair, of Thrones. Well,
2: <laughs> we are in the Stark region right now.
1: I, I that is true. AKA the North, but um I'm back on it. I'm back in it. Uh mm-hmm. then number three, Loki versus number fourteen, Happy Hogan. Um that's a fun mm-hmm. one. There, there's there's upset potential there, baby. Uh mm-hmm. Number seven seed Scarlet Witch versus number ten seed Ultron, and then rounding out the region is number two seed Nick Fury versus number fifteen seed Howard Stark. Um, in the wish next now
2: with Howard Stark popping up, um, obviously you shouldn't do it, but it would have been funny if you put like particular characters more than once if they got played by multiple people. <laughs> That'd be
1: funny. That would be funny. Like War Machine uh,
2: versus War Machine. Come on. <laughs>
1: I mean, let's be honest. War Machine, played by Terrence Howard, wouldn't make the top twenty, top sixty-four. Uh, um, I don't know, man. Um, go ahead. <laughs> uh, in the uh Steve Rogers Captain America region, number one seed Captain America versus number sixteen seed Jimmy Woo, which is from Ant Man and the Wasp. That's a personal thing. I'm allowed to have one sixteen seed for me. Uh, yes. The bit where he wants to learn up close magic is one of the funniest things I've seen in a theater in a while. Just, <laughs> it, that's for me. That's for me. Uh, then number this one. I this one uh, is think is gonna be really fun. Number eight seed Vulture versus nine seed Gamora. Ooh, um, good one. Number good five measure. seed Drax versus number twelve seed Alexander Pierce. Number four seed Killmonger versus number thirteen seed Michelle M J Jones. Ooh. Okay. Number six, War Machine versus Number Eleven, Hawkeye. Uh mm-hmm. number three, Black the War Widow. War Machine versus, Hawkeye one yeah. is gonna be fun. Yeah. That's I mean, I don't think it's gonna fun. be fun at all. I think it's gonna be a blowout, honestly. But what uh do we have on that one. Uh oh, War Machine. I mean Hawkeye is Machine. like the, the punchline. I mean, anyway. Uh number three, Black Everyone Widow versus Hawkeye. What about Hawkeye?
2: I said everyone overrate Hawkeye. Just yeah, it's fair.
1: <laughs> number three, Black Widow versus number 14, Sharon Carter. Uh, number seven, Okoye versus number 10 seed, Korg. I think or, I might have or, underseeded Korg just because I didn't want to be accused of my Korg bias. But, uh, Korg doesn't make it a— He's a sleeper. He's a sleeper. Yeah. Uh, and then rounding out this bracket is number two Spider-Man versus number fifteen Helmet Zemo, which goes to show how I feel about him being the number four villain. Uh, <laughs> give him fifty. <laughs> no disrespect, but disrespect. Uh, and in the Bruce Banner bracket, number one seed the Hulk versus number sixteen seed Ronan the Accuser. Um, he got it. He's in two movies. I'll be he snuck in. Sixteen seed. Uh, UMBC. Uh, number eight seed Luis. Versus number 9 seed, Hella. That one's fun because they're both four letters long. So it looks nice on the bracket. Uh, (laughs) Number 5 seed, Rocket Raccoon. Versus number 12 seed, Aunt May. Okay. It's fun. Number 4 seed, Shuri. Versus number 13 seed, Justin Hammer. Number 6 seed, Falcon. Versus number 11 seed, The Ancient One. Number 3 seed, Winter Soldier. Versus number 14 seed, Dr. Eric Selvig. Um, people sleeping on Eric Selvig. I mean, he he's not going to win this one. But yeah. he, I mean, he won his conference tournament. He deserves to be here. Um, <laughs> number seven Heimdall versus number ten Nakia. Uh, and then rounding out this bracket is number two Ant Man versus number fifteen Brock Rumlow. And Brock finally, happens. the, th- I mean, he, he you know Crossbones. He's, he's no two crossbones. Movies, Shout out to Crossbones. Crossing it. And then rounding out the bracket in the thor region is thor versus the collector 116 oh, then yeah, as he, then the, yeah the collector i mean you know he, he's happy to be here he's, he's happy to be dancing um number eight seed Yandu versus number nine seed maria hill number five seed captain marvel versus number 12 seed mysterio there's some uh, upset potential there. I mean, I, Yeah, that one's going to be an interesting one. Um, yep. I, I, I couldn't I, – guess I like Captain Marvel a lot, but I also couldn't <laughs> in good conscience put her a lot higher than number five because I think she's not good in, infin- in uh, Endgame. Um, and so uh, – and also, you know, I wanted to give characters with more seniority higher seeds, you know. I wanted to be sentimental. I didn't, I didn't want people to be like, how could you possibly put this person who's been here from the beginning number 10, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, number four Groot versus number thirteen the Grandmaster. Number six Pepper Potts versus number eleven Hank Pym. Number three T'Challa versus number fourteen Mantis. Number seven Valkyrie mm-hmm. versus number ten Hope Van Dyne, and number two Thanos versus number fifteen Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. So that is the Hope Van Dyne back into the
2: quantum realm. She is not making it out of that first round.
1: No, she's not. Uh. <laughs> But, you know, she's happy to be there. Uh, So, yeah, this is going to be posted uh, shortly after the episode goes up. And, um, you know, feel free to uh, give us feedback on it. like i I don't think there's anyone there are some people who i could have put on instead like there's people who are missing that you might be mad about but the important thing to keep in mind is anyone who i didn't put on the bracket would have been like a 15 seed and wouldn't have won anyway so you can keep that to yourself if you want but uh tweeted us tweeted us your who you think is missing from it
2: and why we're wrong yeah there's a couple people i think that like
1: ramanda was the last one to get cut uh um in case anyone's wondering um because i felt like uh i don't know I I think that uh, I she's a good character in that she's played by Angela Bassett, but I also couldn't really remember anything specific about her as a character. So uh, uh, there's fire. also a lot of Black Panther on so. here already. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway. So that's the bracket, and I think we gotta wrap up, you know? Is the... Slattery in this? No, he's not. Thank you, Jake. Uh, I didn't want I mean I there's time there's time and place for irony, and uh, I don't know if necessarily this is the right place.
0: Once again, thank you, James. Just kidding. There's it's time it's, time dumb, place it's a really Iron dumb Man exercise, villains.
2: but... What? <laughs> <laughs> There's time to place Iron Man villains.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah, something like that. We'll talk about it eventually. You never know. Uh, um. All right, so on that note, uh, first of all, Jerome Chang. Where can we follow you, my friend? Flat Dragon Roll. Everywhere, on all platforms. Here he is not without period. The group, but yes period full stop um jay christie where can we follow you my friend
1: you can follow me on twitter at the jay christie uh and listen to my other podcast the definitive list um and follow that at definitive list you know it's a fun it's it's exclusively things like what i just read out extremely it, dumb exercises for no one's enjoyment except for mine um and yeah keep listening to this pod rate right, if you subscribe to it you know
0: listen to it um, and of course, I am Anthony Canton. There you can follow me on AC Spotlight nine on Twitter. Um, if you want to catch me elsewhere, uh Count the Dings Network, become a Patreon, TV book club, the a noted Marvel
2: Saul. villain, Jade Boy. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's L- yep. I love you, Jade. <laughs> I love you too. Um what you call it the we got the whole uh, TV Book Club, where myself, Anthony Mays, Eden Liu, Jay Coy, we discuss uh, all types of television. Right now we're doing Better Call Saul and uh, Potpourri of Shows. And uh, yeah, you could check us out there. Oh, also, I forget, uh, at some point uh, Stephanie Williams will be back with me to do uh, Marvel Did What, our companion show on this channel, uh, we'll, where we review comic books and we'll try and get something done in the next week or so. So, on that note, Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, Marvel Cinematic University. And uh, check out the bracket that we're going to have coming out. Check out all the stuff. And uh, we are on a fast track to Black Widow. You guys take it easy.